Hello everybody, welcome to the Ridge Rays Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Delatry. On this podcast, we will discuss the gospel, overall hunting topics, and answer questions you guys have about hunting in general. Now let's get into today's episode. Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome to the Ridge Rays Outdoors podcast. This is episode number 7, and in this episode, me and Andrew are going to talk about kind of like a recap of the the PA archery season and uh, kind of how it went and um, kind of just talk about a couple of our hunts and how we were successful on opening week. But before, like always, I'm going to start out with this episode um, with the scripture from the Bible and it is out of James. It's James 1, 3. It says, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And that kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about, how uh, I kind of prayed for patience this year and how the trials that I went through through this, this archery season. It's, it was kind of a rough one for me, but um, let's get on with the episode. All right, everybody. So instead of getting together today, with Andrew, uh, we kind of had to do the phone call thing. It's pretty snowy. We've probably got what? What Andrew? What do you think? Like a foot, foot and a half of snow today in the matter of like twelve hours. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think we're at about eight or ten inches, and they're calling for up to a foot by tomorrow morning. So it's it's really putting it down still. It hasn't stopped all day. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So instead of getting together here in the basement, like like I usually, that's where kind of where I'm recording right now. Um, I gave you a call and we kind of figured out what to talk about. So anyway, we'll pretty much just get right into it. This episode's going to be uh, a recap of the 2020 archery season here in Pennsylvania. And uh, we can pretty much just start out with um, with your kill right away. Um, basically, what happened um, was, uh, if you guys listened to the last episode... Me and Andrew were hunting the same same public land, and he got me on his trail camera. And we kind of met up and kind of became good friends and talked about hunting together. And basically, um, it was the, it was the first week. It was October sixth, if I'm correct, right? Uh, yeah. I think it you kill him on the sixth, right? Tuesday, the first week. That first it was Tuesday, and it opened on what the fourth or the third it will open on the open on the third yep 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 so it would have been yep yeah that it was, was our sixth. first time like actually we met to do that podcast before and then yeah um, that was our first time ever hunting together so that was that was cool yeah it was really cool so basically the plan was you know i was gonna get off work that day we were gonna meet up and, I, and my plan was to initially hunt that that scrape in there that that oak flat and uh, we yep. have a couple cameras in there, and I, I figured it would be pretty good opening week. We had a little bit of a cold front that came through, and we kind of had an iffy wind, which we'll kind of talk about a little bit later. But um, yeah, you were like, you know, if, if you're you're okay with it, I think you were off that night, if I'm correct. You're like, if you're yeah. okay with it, I'll come film you. And I was like, well, that's that's cool. You know, we can do a hang and hunt together. And uh, basically, we just did, we did that. You know, it kind of worked out. It was nuts. We walked in there, and uh, 
you know, I brought the I brought the sticks and we both both brought our uh, our hang-ons and kind of picked a, a perfect tree, I guess. And uh, when we got in the stand, got all set up, you checked the camera um, on your card reader, and uh, yeah, that buck was hitting the scrape that night and that morning. So if you kind of want to talk about it, I mean, it was your hunt, it was your kill. Basically, what I told you though was, um, you know, if that twelve point that um, that I was hunting came in, I was going to shoot it. But basically, anything else, I was going to film you shoot, and we kind of talked yep. about kind of talked about that on the walk up you know we kind of had you know a 15 minute walk or whatever up the up the hill and to get up on that ridge on that flat but um that was kind of the plan so if you want to kind of talk about it it was your hunt it was your kill got it on film it was pretty awesome it's on the youtube channel so yeah you can kind of talk about it man if you want to sure uh you know i i hadn't checked those cameras since i think the week I came back from my early season hunt in Kentucky and we had been going back and forth about, should we let that sit till rut? That'll be a great rut funnel, a good pinch. There's corn and then there's the beans and just a great oak flat to the pines. And just, it just looked prime for a rut spot. And I was super hesitant about going in there the first week. I, I, I just hadn't had the, the carpool like I wanted that week before and I was letting that camera soak I mean I I pulled it right after I came back and had an issue with my my one camera and pretty I just got super ticked about that so ironically we went in that night on a I don't know if it was a whim but we thought about the wind and our access and we and we we played our cars right got up in there pulled the camera which was, I don't know, Kirby, you think 15 feet from our base of our tree uh-huh. we were set up in? Yeah, it was nuts. You, you, and what I'll never forget is when we walked in there, um, you were like, you know, I want to get this, I want to check this card. And it was off your mock scrape you had in there all summer. Yeah. And you had it, you, you know, you had it off, off video mode. It was pretty cool. But anyway, um, you were like, how about that tree? And I was like, no, we need to sit in this tree you know, right here, I think this is our best, our best tree. It was kind of like a triple maple tree, but the one side was dead, but we had a lot of cover behind us from all that, all that brush we had around us. And I think you wanted to go up a little bit, you wanted to go up like 15, 20 yards farther. And I said, no, I think this is, I think this is good. And you're like, all right, whatever, you know? So we, yeah, we were what we literally can almost, we can almost basically jump on that scrape from the tree we were in. Oh, yeah, I mean, if I would have jumped off of the, my, my stand, I, I could have jumped on if a deer... I was super hesitant about that about that because I never set up that close to a, to a scrape. Right. And and you said, no, it, it, we're good. He said, I mean, you put your sticks along the... What would be the, the almost the backside of... Kind of, not the backside, but if a deer, if a buck came in with our wind, he wouldn't see our sticks from, what was it, south, southwest wind. Yeah, we had a southwest so, wind that night. Yep, which was marginal. Yeah, but we we figured that they'd be coming. What would be east from kind of to my right from where we we're set up that 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 afternoon that evening, and and it was kind of discouraging. I mean, that was my first time. Um, 
with you and the lone wolf gear and those, those sticks and my XFP, which I had set up a few, a dozen, probably about a dozen times in um, Kentucky, but I had hunted that morning on a piece not far from there. Yeah. That morning I saw a doe and I pulled the camera and, and the debacle with trying to get those cards to work on the card reader and just that pain in the butt thing. But um, we got in there and, and I pulled the card reader out of my, my pack and put the card in and I looked at you and you looked at me like I remember that I remember that vividly like you looked at me like what yeah what's, what's wrong yeah and I just had the biggest like giddy grin on my face like we're in it tonight because that buck that high and tight eight point that I told you about um with the tight I called him what tight brows I think is what I called him T- tight brow yeah yeah because he's like his brows are super low on his base and he was the buck that I had patterned. I don't know if I would call it pattern, but he was the most frequent on my, I think I put two cameras on that piece, the yeah. camera on the, on that field edge on that, that vine mock scrape. And then that camera I got actually, ironically how I, I met you. And that's right. where I had him there with obviously a couple other really, really good bucks. There's the turkey foot buck on there and then that 12. Um, and then the, was it Holyfield was on there too. So, I mean, I, we had, oh, there was four. a, there, there was a bunch of shooters on that, on that public piece we were hunting. And that's, it's yeah. kind of why I wanted to, to get in there and, and check it out. Cause I feel like they were still coming down on that Oak flat, smashing those, those acorns and then coming down, uh, to that bean field. I kind of wanted to hit it up early and I know you were a little bit hesitant and you're just like, yeah. whatever, dude, we'll try it. And then I, that grin on your face when we checked it, you were like, dude, like we're in for it tonight. Like, and then it was just like, so I checked it and you're like, okay, he was here last night and he was here this morning. And, and you were like, I think we were like one hour, hour and a half into the hunt. We didn't see a stinking thing. And I mean, it was, no. it was breezy that night. It was perfect pretty much what you'd want for opening week and uh you Those temps, the, the temps started to fall there because i just had that yeah that big player first light on and i was getting a little chilled and i'm standing yeah. i mean i stand, I stand a lot and i i'm getting i said to you i said do you think he's gonna come in tonight yeah i remember that like, yeah yeah he will i was like i think so I, I think he will i'm like if he's on that pattern that's what he's been doing he's been coming and hitting that that mock scrape you made and yep. uh, I mean, the rest was history. So yeah, you can talk about that. That was it, it was it was fun. It, I just thought it was really neat that we were able to to meet up, kind of through the summer, become friends, and then uh, you know the first time we went out, be successful on a hanging hunt right there. On honestly, that's your well, that was your second best buck, right? Because you killed a, a good ten point last year, right? Yeah, I killed the what hundred and twenty four and some change, like. I'm sorry, 120 and some change just yeah. shy of opening on a private piece right here by my house. Yeah. Uh, my work schedule doesn't allow, didn't allow me last year. I was working a swing shift and I didn't have the ability to hunt and push as hard as I did this year to, you know, find new ground and get out there, boots on the ground, scout cameras. So when I, I looked at you and you were like, oh yeah, he'll be in tonight the temps started dropping and I'm sitting there kind of 
kind of shivering and and we're getting kind of i'm getting kind of bummed like i looked at you and i'm like what the heck man yeah they're like we didn't see a stinking thing i was like this is kind of a bust like crap (laughs) you know the the does on that that piece there wasn't a lot of them yeah i think we learned as the year went on i mean early season you know i was glassing that field taking pictures with my my parents good camera and i scouted that quite a few times i mean i I think I, I was in there probably about a dozen, I don't know, a dozen times, maybe eight or ten times scouting. And I never went, you know, left, you know, up off that where we parked up yeah. left. Because it just didn't look like deer, like where a buck would frequent. It was just too open. It maybe nighttime, like we always said, night work with those scrapes along or rubs along that, um, along that bean field edge. And that ladder stand that appeared there, but I, I think we we kind of honed in on the only little. It was the only topography change on that little twenty-five acre piece. Yeah, yep. And then and it was that, it was the pinch. best food in that area. I mean, we had all those. I mean, people say it all the time. Like, deer really don't like red oaks, but that's the only oaks we had in there. And I mean, I hunted there quite a bit and they would come in there and smash those those acorns in there but i thought that's yeah. that's why it would be really good really good so so yeah like we were sitting there all of a sudden i'm like looking around you know you you kind of just like you get i don't know if you if you've hunted archery long enough or any really anything long enough you kind of just start like your your eyes place tricks on you and you you like uh-huh. want to see things so bad and so I, I, I like looked over, looked to my right, and I'm like, that's a deer. That's a buck. And then I like tapped was, you or something. Over, like over my left shoulder, because I was facing like the little topography change was kind of, we were at the pinch of where this creek, the two, like a two creek beds, kind of like a one creek bed and a pinch off of a kind of a pine like a transitionary between pines and like oaks. Oaks, yeah. And just the little maybe 40 or 50, crap, 40 or 50 foot maybe terrain change. Like it wasn't super severe, but like looking up the hill from the field, from the field, you could see the, that terrain change. And I set up in my stand. It was the sketchiest, probably my stand, the sketchiest hang of a tree stand I've ever done. So I, I think I can chalk that up as a near death experience. <laughs> Not really. I was exaggerating, but you know, the, yeah. I've never used those sticks before. You didn't have a, a lineman's belt. So you're just scaring up the tree like a, a freaking monkey. And, and you get up there and I come off of your sticks and I step my foot into this crook of a tree. Yep. My, my, my boots get hung up in there. I'm trying to get my stand hung and I get on it, and it kind of pivots, and I'm, I'm panicking. Like it's full blown. Like this is a bust. I'm just ticked. Like this is. Yeah, you work. were probably looking at me like, "What is this guy getting me into?" Like. <laughs> yeah, and I set that my stand up, my XOP, like right on top of that dead, you know, that dead base that came up, and I, I set it up, not high enough, like to account for camming it down. So when I cammed it down, it was kind of bound up into that that dead piece. Yeah. So it wasn't level by any stretch of the imagination. 
Yep. So I'm, I'm just kind of like, well, we're here. We're set up. Let's wing it. I left my stick on the ground. I think you dropped the GoPro. Yeah, right? I dropped the stinking GoPro. I had to go back down and grab it. Like, we were, it was a, hot yeah, mess. It, was, it was a hot mess for sure. Yep. So, anyway, I like, I think we got in there about, I don't know, three thirty four o'clock i don't remember what it was but it would you know it wouldn't get it wouldn't get dark till you know it was early season so what it wouldn't get dark till almost six right or seven i can't remember but anyway i think it was probably after seven because i shot him at what 10 to 6 five fifty. no i'm sorry because he was on the camera at five fifty, and i shot him at six fifty, an hour later almost to the minute Oh yeah, yep, that's true. Yep. Yep. So again, I was like just looking around, all of a sudden, I'm like that's a deer. I'm like that's a buck. So, I like tapped you or something. I said deer, 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 and I like flipped the GoPro on and flipped the, flipped the camera on. And you're like from what I remember, you were like that's a doe, and I'm where? like I'm like Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. were like at first you were like, where? And I'm like, up there. I'm like, he's coming down. And you're like, oh, that's just a doe. And I'm like, that that's a buck. And then then you like look back at me and you're like, that's him. And I, that, I mean, the deer that we were hunting because that's the one that kept hitting that scrape. And look, that's that's I, pretty I, cool I how... My, my eyes aren't, my eyes aren't like yours are. I mean, I, I looked and I saw him and I'm like, I saw what I thought was a doe coming down. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, I'm, I'm excited. We see deer, and then I pulled the binos up, and I just see those tight brows. Yep. And the, and this is long twos, and he's like twelve or ten inches like wide. I'm like, oh yeah. That's I turn. Him. It's on video on on the YouTube, and I, I watch it video frequently. Yeah. Like, look at you, like, and I point, like, that's him. That's him. Yep. And it, it wasn't that far. Like, I don't. I didn't even need binoculars, but like no, he was like just, literally forty yards already. <laughs> yeah, he he closed the distance so fast. Oh yeah, he was coming, dude, like down that ridge, like quick, and you can see it in the in the footage. It's I got pretty good footage of of him coming down, and like I didn't even grab my bow because I thought you know it's not the twelve, so if he wants to shoot it, and then like nonchalantly you just like keep watching him. I'm like, dude. I'm like he's coming, and then I think I don't think you were you thought he was like I thought you like didn't know that he was like that close. No, I didn't think he was as close as he was, and I I didn't think it was him. Like my initial look at him, I thought he was like, you know, I I showed you pictures and video of the other bucks that were there, and there was probably what a dozen different bucks in there. Yeah, there was a there's a bunch of two and a half year olds, but just like a little mainframe basket. Like the run of the mill PA eight point. Yeah. With a half inch or inch and a half Jeep with like brow ties. Like just like the quintessential little two and a half year old buck. And I go, that's him. I pulled the binos up. I looked, I turned back and looked at you like, oh crap, okay, that's him. Yeah. And you're like, get ready, get your bow. I'm like, oh crap, I guess I better do that. Yeah. (laughs) So then, like, once you got everything kind of ready, he was like 30 yards already. And then basically like you shoot that thumb release and yep. you were pretty much like you grabbed your thumb release and he was like 25 already. And then straight stare down, like 
it's on the i mean all this stuff's on the video like it's it's pretty cool i'll, I'll have to put a a link to this in the uh in this episode if i can even do that but if not just you know go to our youtube channel and it'll be on there but it's the first episode of this year but anyway he was like 25 already and straight stare down for like three minutes like and you tried to range him or something i remember you grabbed your rangefinder, and then that's when he like stared at you for like two or three minutes straight yeah and i was just like don't i was like don't move and i kept saying that and then he kind of looked away a little bit and you put your GoPro back in your bag and you knew he was like 22 yards at that point. And uh, he kind of took a couple steps and I, I was like, draw, draw. And then you, you know, you, you finally drew back. And then of course, when you drew back, he goes behind a stinking tree. You know, you were drawn back. I don't know how long, maybe not, not as long as you think, but it always seems longer when you're in the moment. You know, I, I timed that watching the footage after he stood there and watched us and I was like, my left hand was holding my bow and it was getting like, you're a little what? Three or four pound bow was getting, my bow was getting heavy. It's on my, my thigh of my left leg and my right arm is reached, is I'm still reached across my body. Yeah, with your, yeah, with your range finder. My pack and I can't move. I count. I think it was two and a half minutes or more, and his his ears are just left, right, up, down, full alert, flickering, half alert, yeah, just going. And then you can see his cheeks, like his lips and his jowls on the footage, puffing. Yeah, he is. He knows the gig is up, but can't quite figure out what is going on because I mean he was what fifteen feet or so we've checked with the milkweed when we got up there like if he comes in from this it's going to be close yeah from he comes this way and he did he came in not quite downwind but he pretty darn close basically we talked about it like after the hunt if that deer would have took like two maybe three more steps he would have definitely caught our wind because it was straight southwest right right into him but i mean that's kind of how you have to play play the wind for those kind of deer like three three years old and, and and older like i'm surprised he didn't come straight down wind but he was such on a pattern and we you know that was the first time we were in there all year luckily mm-hmm. and you know two three more steps he would have caught our wind but you know you drew back you know i, I think I, I remember your buddy saying to you that don't hunt the wind that's good for you hunt the wind that's good for him i think is what you yeah. said when we there we were getting changed yeah a lot of down. guys yeah a lot of guys hunt the wind well well you know i have a southwest wind i you know I, it, it's good for me you know but you have to do yeah that's why i you know take so much intel and and write it down and stuff like that when my camera when i get a picture of a deer on my camera i always write down the time and the wind and kind of how that's that's kind of why me and andrew run our our cameras a lot of them on video because then you can figure out which way they come and hit that scrape or come up the trail or whatever with the wind in their favor. And deer always do that, you know, especially if they're mature. But um, basically, you you know, you, you drew your bow back and he was behind that tree. And, you know, I told you, I said, whenever you can get him, shoot him. And I had a good angle on him, but I don't think, I think he was behind that tree. Exactly. Then all of a yep, sudden, 
Yep, it was good for you. It was but good. It wasn't for... good for me. Like, did, right. like that little what? Three degree difference of me to your right, like yeah. four feet. Yeah. And like a foot lower than you. It was just bad for me. I mean, I timed it when I watched it on YouTube there a couple times, and it was like 32 seconds he had me full draw. Yep. And you said that like, you could see me when I like coming off the, I'm at the back wall and I'm at full draw and I only shoot 60 pounds. I mean, I, I don't shoot super heavy just so I can have like, I was thinking when I, when I got this new bow this year, getting drawn smooth and kind of stealthy little movement. And if I have to get full draw for, you know, 45 seconds to a minute, I, I can pull that off. Luckily, that worked out. You know, watching the video, you can't quite hear it, but I think, you know, where we parked there a couple times, he was cutting grass. And I think a limb fell somewhere in the woods there from a the little bit of wind. And that buck, and he, you could watch it, he, he, he flinched and jumped. Yeah, I think it, it was like an acorn hit the ground or something like that. Yeah. I remember and he that. moved and he took, what, 10, 12 steps in towards that scrape. But he was trying to get downwind. He was walking that top of that, that little creek bank there, that trail we, we snuck in there a few times. And he said, shoot him. And, I, and I'm, I'm busted full draw. I mean, he's, he's behind the thickest, you know, early season green crap I've ever seen. And I knew it was going to be tight if we were going to get on him. And he uh, he he had me pegged a full draw there, and he and you know we meh, meh, and we we stopped him, and I let her fly. And uh, I mean the the rest is a, another stinking story in itself. I mean that was the most I I don't I, I've got no words for the that excitement devastation like the first thing you said is it was back yeah you can hear and in the I footage too like, i took my hat off and just like looked up and like i looked down and just so freaking bummed you're like it's back but i think you're okay yeah and I, I pull the binos up and i'm looking i'm watching him watching him watching him and it's and it's he he took a slide step at the last second. I mean, I, I came off a full draw off the back wall, and part it was part me, part him. I mean, I I, I think that was, I mean that the shot was all me. I mean, on up to that, um, he was only I think nineteen twenty yards, like on the dot somewhere right there, and I put. My single pin was already at 20 yards. I, I, I didn't move it, didn't touch it. And just me punching the trigger, and I think I was trying to cheat. You know, you, you squeeze that trigger off that my my thumb release, and you drop the bow, and you want to look, like, right away and see what he's doing. So I had really poor follow-through. He sl took a slide step because he knew, like, my man wasn't he didn't he knew something wasn't right with the wind he was like three steps from being downwind and it was just a now or never 
kind of thing. And I finally got it touched off and you could see my, you know, my Luminoc fly. And then he said, it's back. Yeah. And that's, I think it might be kind of suck. Something we can kind of hit on is, I mean, everybody's made a marginal shot on a deer. We, we all don't make, that's archery hunting for you. You know, we don't always make a perfect shot, especially only 20 yards, a deer take a step or it ducks or whatever, or, you know, or we, you, you were drawn back for 30 seconds or whatever, you know, longer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but that's the one thing that I, I remembered from the shot is, is you hit him, but it made that really loud smack, you know, that smack that it hits him and, and it, you know, it hits him hard up and down right. was up and down was perfect, but it was back and he ran off. And what I remember, um, from the first buck that I ever killed with my bow, uh, I hit him in the liver and he kind of did the same thing. He ran about eh, 40 yards and basically stopped, flickered his tail and kind of looked back. That's exactly what that deer did. My dad yep. hit one last year in the guts as well. It took a step and uh, he hit it back, ended up finding the deer a week later anyway. But that's something to remember, you know, if you ever hit a, hit a deer back, always watch the deer after you after you hit them but if they do kind of go 40 50 yards and stop and flicker their tail and maybe look back you you can either guarantee it's a gut shot or you know liver maybe it's always basically that's always how they act and uh, that's exactly what he did so when i said that i said you're back you know it it was guts and you kind of just like you said you took your hat off and you were like what you know i was i thought it was perfect right on him and, you know, after shutting the camera off and talking about it a little bit, you were like, I was right on him. And I said, dude, you were back. You know, you were, I'm pretty sure you're guts. And, uh, you know, I don't think you realized he took a step, but you were perfect yep. up and down. And that's the thing yep. with, with the gut shot deer is the deer will die. It's just you have to give him time. And that's what we did. We gave him, I don't know how much time it was, but an hour. we gave him an we hour. Went, yeah, an hour or so, we we, we, we we got down, we waited till dark yep. and it was only what, 20 till dark. And then we got down, broke down. Yep. Took our time, blood. watched the footage a few times. Yeah. And then we went up to the arrow and, and initially you were like, Oh, you know, it looks good. And I said, well, it, it looks good. There's blood on it. But I, I smelled what smelled to me like guts, you know, like stomach. And you were like, and I've never, I've I never don't know. Experienced that. I mean, my two right. bucks that I've shot, that buck I, I, I pinwheeled last year, I, I, I'd never smelled that between my, my buck what, 10 years ago when I was in high school. And then this buck last year, I just got back at archery hunting, but I've never smelled that. So I, I mean, blood is kind of, you know, what irony smell and a kind of a distinct smell. And then you smell it. It was like, it wasn't like as potent, like a, you know, a pungent kind of nasty, Right. Smelling foul odor kind of thing. I'm like, it, it doesn't, like, like you said, you're like, I think it's liver. And, and come to find out, you know, it, we, we backed out, went and dropped our stuff off. Yep. Did we come back? Did we come? No, we, we tracked, no, we him tracked him for only like 60, 60 yards. Maybe, if that, maybe. maybe, maybe 50, but there was, there was decent blood, but it was so stinking hard to, to see in the pitch black. And with it being early season, it was so thick up in there. So we, we went 50, 
and uh, I was like, dude, let's just back out. Like, I, I mean, I had to work the next day, but it was getting late and stuff, and I said, you know, I was hoping to take off work, which never happened, never right. ended up happening, but um, you ended up going back in there the next day and, and finding him, which was awesome, and lots of praying went into that and stuff, and I figured you would, you know, I figured you would find him anyway, and, and you were getting your, you were definitely getting your hopes down like you were were like dude i am not gonna find this deer and i'm like i'm like you're gonna find them you know so just beat my butt bad about it i mean i I never made a a bad shot like and it wasn't it it was bad i mean it it was come to find out at the end after i recovered him it was bad It, it entered he was facing you know left side facing us and entered kind of in the the skin area between his his belly and his hind his left um, rear quarter and exited the center of his belly the opposite sides it was back so and I've, eight, ten inches I've tried to watch the footage a few times and it doesn't look like it hits off a branch but you were good up and down it's just you were so far back I don't know if that that big of a step would have done that unless you were just back in the first place. You know, but yeah, like, like I, I said, we yeah. all we all make we all make marginal shots and sometimes bad shots on deer. But you know, if that if you have the right setup, arrow weight, and right broadhead and everything like that, then you know you should be able to. Re- and 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 the thing we did was we backed out. We didn't keep pushing them, and we you never found a bed the next day, which is something you can hit on too. You definitely never yep. found a bed. You know, it's not like we pushed them up from two beds or something. We just, we walked 50 yards and I said, dude, you know, if we're going to find this deer, it's going to be tomorrow morning. And you went in there and that's another thing we can talk about is the use of the use of dogs. That was a huge thing that helped you find that deer. Like I was getting kind yeah. of bummed out at work. Like it was like getting late. Like it was seven thirty rolled around eight thirty. I called you like once or twice and you're like, dude, nothing. And all of a sudden, like, 11 o'clock you called me or whatever it was 11 30 and you were like well we finally found him and luckily it was because of that dog like kind of brought you right to him yep and i mean that was i mean i met with a a co-worker i mean a a friend i met through my my job and he's a big bow hunter and his name's logan and i I was talking to him about it he's like yep i'll be there in the morning i'm not working i'll be there and he was my other buddy the my other co-worker i work with and they met me there and we met at first light here at the house and went out there and we got on blood right away i mean we were right where we were at the night before and then it started raining oh yeah I, rem- I remember that okay. yeah yep like okay the temps are good i mean we're it's still mid 50s like okay i mean it manageable and i'm starting we we were on hands and knees like that little thicket area where we lost blood there and i put my arrow there and i think my hat was there and some uh, tissue or some toilet paper or something i marked that first blood or something i forget now but and uh starting to panic we all logan and i regrouped and i started uh i googled pa blood tracking dogs and uh I got this blood trackers website and I, I think I called 
six or eight different like local ones oh wow um, within you know warren which is about an hour from here franklin 45 minutes um erie you know up in fairview almost an hour i mean i was willing to wait i mean that was i'm doing i'm trying to do my due diligence for this buck this it was tearing me up i I was physically you know my buddy chris got there i was physically i I wouldn't i couldn't speak i i I just felt so terrible and and crappy and every emotion that you could think of any anything you can describe that feeling if if anybody that's listening to this can attest to that i mean the highest of highs when you look at that card viewer and it's even higher when you see him and you get a shot off and that shot breaks and it's like just devastating it it hits you like right in the gut i mean it feels like you've been gut punched and i i i don't know if i can describe that feeling and i don't wish that upon anybody because it's the most demoralizing i i don't know but it's uh i i called a few of them no one called me back i got a touch with ironically what sean's the same people that found his buck there up in the big woods yeah fuckers and she said i'm talking to her i'm like would he run uphill or downhill she's like you know i'm running all these scenarios through her head through her expertise and she's like i can't be there till the morning um rain's coming in it's not a real big deal for the dog just how much did you you know walk on the trail like well we we grid searched about 100 yards off of it and found nothing she's like okay get off of it and let me know what you want to do. Luckily, I think I, I, you called me and I told you, I think what you called Sh- Sean, then he told his buddy who told his dad, right? Uh, yeah, Sean Byam. Yeah, Sean Byam. Not... That's how I met up with, with Kelly, with uh, Kelly Hyde. Yep. You know, he called me. He knew right where I was at. Like, I think uh, he even knew my that buck that I shot. Like, I'd walk him through it you know, his first questions, what kind of bow you shoot? Like afterwards I said, why did you ask me about that? And he was like, I wouldn't come to a track if I didn't feel like you were responsible, you know, if you didn't know what arrow weight you were shooting, what broadhead your poundage, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I had footage. I sent him the footage that we had taken the night before. I know I recorded off the camera and he was, He's like, oh yeah, we'll find this deer. Just give us some time, and you know, it was within half hour of the. He showed up, and uh, truly was a dog's name, and that was something I was very, very new to. I mean, that's very new in Pennsylvania to have that uh, being blessed with the ability to use canines tracking dogs for animal recovery. That's that's new. Is that what two or three years old now? Yeah, it's not that. It's not that old. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome though. Like, I don't know why they don't didn't allow it before, but it's helped a lot of people. That's for sure. Um, it like I've been in that situation before where you make a bad shot and like it seems like every every about half hour you just lose more doubt, more doubt, more hope, and you're just like probably not going to find this deer and then your really hope really was that dog and then uh 
like you said, pretty much right when it got there, you you found it. Yeah, I mean, it was within the hour of the dog getting there. I mean, she lost the trail two or three times, and we he kind of his you know forty years of bow hunting. He said he he's shot. I think he shot six or seven Pope and Youngs in PA and. Um, what his expertise is it's like he saw the footage several several times we watch it frame by frame and we walk through that that shot and the topography and the where we thought he ran ironically we walked the wrong direction from where um, the footage was actually you know when he ran up and stopped and looked back he, you know, watching it now, not in the heated moment, he went right. We went left, you know, kind of towards the north. And he ended up dying, um, would be north, like almost due north of us, north, northwest right. of us. Um, and it was partially the dog, partially our, and, and that tracking, the dog's owner, Kelly his expertise of let's walk up and make a big loop and see if she can, you know, get downwind or, you know, crosswind or get back on blood. And there was no blood until the bed that we found him in dead within 250 yards of where I shot him. Right. Sorry, my dogs are barking, <laughs> but um, I think we're good now. Anyway, yeah, what a what a cool what a cool hunt, what a cool experience and then to have you like like you said the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows and then all of a sudden you find him and you call me and you know I'm at work or whatever and it's like 11 o'clock, 11:30, like right before my break and you're like found him. So that yeah. was pretty cool. And then to have you, you know, be able to drag him out, get some good footage and stuff. That video was good. I mean, to do it the first week, like opening week was a plus two and it you know we just pretty much pretty much went off like our summer scouting and then went in there and like had some i thought it was pretty cool that we had had that luck you know first time together we drew blood the first time we went in there together you know to hunt so definitely my most memorable hunt yeah that was really I, cool I, for sure that yeah, was cool super cool and then that brings us to like I've showed you footage and pictures from my camera, like glass and that field, that, that 12. Yep. That's what you were after there. So talk about highest of highs to lowest of lows with that joker, man. That, oh, man. <laughs> that's That could be a whole podcast, but I'll have to break it down for real quick. Um, yeah, let, let's that, hear it. Well, um, been hunting this, this typical 12-point. He's basically symmetrical as can be um other than his i think it's his left brow tine is a little bit higher and uh had an encounter with him last year on uh some a friend's property at 25 yards um had my release on my d loop and was ready to draw back on him and uh he saw me in the tree ran away and uh basically from then on i was like i want to I want to kill this deer and uh summer rolls back around and I'm running cameras and 
we get him on camera again. He's still alive. Didn't get getting to get shot and rifle and because I didn't hear anything. And he's actually a little bit smaller this year. He lost a little bit of time length. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he's just that old or if he just uh, was injured or what. Because like, it definitely wasn't because of the food. There was a lot of beans, a lot of corn, and a lot of acorns around there. So I don't think it was that. But, yeah, man, uh, you know, found out that we had trail cam pictures of him, then we started running cameras on that, that public piece that you were. And that was a funny thing. We got him on camera a couple times, and I don't think you you ever got him on camera until, like, mid-October or end of October there, which was crazy. I think I had just that one little quick clip of him on that, that vine. That oh, yeah, branch. that's right. For like yeah, but it was like, yeah, yeah, like five seconds. Yeah. So that was my goal, though. That like I set a goal for myself, and uh, my, basically my goal was to basically do it, do hanging hunts every time, minus you know a couple times, and to shoot. Basically, my goal this year was to to kill a hundred. Well, my goal that I set, not specifically this year, I guess, but. My goal is to kill a 150-inch deer on public land in PA. And uh, this was the first year that I was going to do it, and there he was, you know, 150-inch 12-point on public. And, uh, yeah, it was like that was the deer or no deer, basically. And uh, that's probably something I'll never do again is hunt one specific deer. Um, A buddy's dad of mine uh made a good point he said you know he gets four or five shooter bucks on camera and basically you know if one of those deer come by he shoots it and uh that's pretty much what i wasn't gonna do you know i was holding out i thought it was i thought it was the plan for me to get that deer and uh you know had had him on camera all summer had him on camera you know early fall and uh we basically the first encounter we had with him, Andrew was on on Halloween morning. You were off. I think that was was that your first day of of rutcation, or uh, maybe your second. Yeah. Or, yeah. Was it okay? Because, yeah. and I told yeah, you yeah. that Halloween was going to be really good because the moon phase, and I don't still I don't know if I believe in that stuff. But anyway, I knew it was going to be good because we had a, a huge cold front that came through. It was cold that morning. Holy cow. It was freezing that morning. And uh, basically, my, my season was going, my season wasn't going as planned, but I mean, I was seeing decent deer doing a bunch of hanging hunts on a couple different properties, mostly public, and, uh, you know, passed up some, some good deer, passed up some does that I probably should have shot for the meat. And, uh, we we ended up seeing him that morning on Halloween morning at nine thirty, and that was like that was after the walk in, which was the most epic. Oh yeah, thing of my life. Oh yeah, we we walked in, pitch black, because we we got there super early, and uh, you probably think I'm nuts because you wanted to meet that early, but I like to was get in. Five? We met four forty five that morning. Four forty five, yeah, and we tried to get in the woods, tried to be set up by five thirty because it got late. I think shooting. Shooting light was like, I don't know what time it was. It was after 6.30, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe 6.45, I don't know. Anyway, we get up in there, and we're just we're just getting basically in the timber from that field. 
and uh, trying to go as slow as we can. We start hearing Bucks fighting, and uh, that was epic as can be. Like, they were going at it, like, hardcore. At first, I was like, no way. Like, we kind of looked at each other. We had, like, our red lights on, and you were like, is that literally is that bucks fighting and i'm like dude they're going at it and it was like three minutes three four minutes we we just stood there in the middle of the freaking timber and these deer were going at it and you know it was a couple times they went at it and then they'd kind of stop and then i think it was like two separate times for like at least like a minute like hardcore like bucks fighting in the pitch black like then we waited for it to stop a few minutes and i'm like well let's get up in there like it was close it was within easily within like 70 yards of where we were going to set up. Yeah. And, uh, we basically, yeah, we actually, we set up in the same exact tree, still did a hang and hunt, but we set up in the same exact tree where you shot your buck on the sixth, a couple weeks earlier. And, uh, that was, that might've only been like the third time we were in there. If I remember right, wasn't it? Yeah. You hunted. I think I hunted it one, one other time that morning. I thought they would come and hit that scrape. I moved. I moved your stand for you. You hunted it one evening, up kind of towards where my buck ran when he was hit. Yeah, that was. I'm talking about you. that was like the only the like the third time we hunted that oak flat. I was like pretty far up there towards towards that those pines like yep, yep. up up on top there. But that was like only the third time we hunted that that oak flat where the scrapes were. And uh, we got set up, got everything set up. It was we still had like forty five minutes before it got light out. Like we were good. Then a big body deer came by us, like grunting, two or three times, at fifteen yards. And I could have like I swear to this day it was that it was that twelve point dude. You just you had just pulled your. I don't think your stuff was up yet. I think you had just climbed up. I think so too. Right. Yeah. You were just in the tree, like turning around. You were clipped in, and just turning to pull your stuff up. Yeah. And we're both like, you hear a rep, 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 rep. Yeah. Like, holy crap, it's coming our way, and you can like in the gray light, you can see the body figure coming. Yeah, it was a giant. A pretty good trot right to us. Like, yeah. Holy crap. Yep. And then, like I said, I I could have sworn it was that 12 point and uh then we kind of just waited didn't hear anything else got everything else set up got the camera stuff got the gopro set up and uh can fast forward to basically when we saw him was 9 30 we didn't i don't think we no we didn't see a deer we were munching on those pop tarts there right before that (laughs) which was funny but then all of a sudden i'm like i looked over again and that towards that thicket where I actually told you in the first place, I said, there's, there's two bet, two doe bedding areas in here. I said, one's over down the ridge towards that Creek. And one's basically where they, they were at in that thicket kind of towards, uh, kind of towards that, that field, that house over there, which was a couple hundred yards away. Then look over and there he was. And I'm like, big buck big buck big buck and you're like where 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 and your first reaction when i say that is always like where 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 so i'm like over there and i got the camera on him and i'm like dude that is him because right when i saw him with that 
that dark chocolate rack. Like he was, you know, tall, wide, got really good footage of him, which I'll probably eventually post on our YouTube channel just because, I don't know, that's just, I'm going to probably post a, a video of, you know, like a story of hunting that 12 point. But um, we saw him and he was with a doe and I grunted at him a few times, snort wheezed. He didn't even care. He was locked down. Halloween morning, locked down already on a doe. And, uh, you know, we, we got good footage. Actually, you got good footage of him. You were filming me that day. And, yep. uh, yeah, I got good footage of him. And uh, he come through that thicket. And then that doe crossed him. And he just followed that doe up the ridge. Didn't didn't have a care in the world. And that was, uh, yeah, the last encounter I had with him. Had a bunch of trail cam videos of him hitting that. Actually, I had a video of him hitting that scrape the next morning, November 1st. And, uh, and then I had a, a couple videos of him bedding down in, in front of my camera and then grunting and chasing that same doe that he was locked down on. So make a long story short, I, uh, hunted that deer all season and, uh, never had an encounter with him. And he ended up getting shot, uh, the, the Tuesday before the last day, I think it was, uh, by, by, uh, by an Amish guy over the over the ridge basically is where it was but i had a that was definitely the best day of the year i had because i we saw i think three deer that day that morning three or four we got out of there because it got ended up getting hot that little spindly that little what like seven point six point i think it was and then i i think you had a i don't know what you were doing that night but i ended up no i I wasn't off. I had to work. That was my last weekend to work before my rotation. And you went back uh, in there that night because we moved stands. Oh, that's right. Because you were you were like on like three hours of sleep or something. Yep, I worked. Yep. I was gonna. I I stayed up that night. I worked till one a.m. I stayed up. Oh yeah, you didn't get any sleep. And then I'm like, dude. Well, it's like I think we hunted till like ten thirty, eleven, eleven o'clock, and we got out of there. I ended up going back in there that night. And uh, doing another hanging hunt and hunting farther up um, the ridge there. And uh, saw, I think it was two button bucks came by. And then right at last light, I had that turkey foot buck come, come by. He's a beautiful, non-typical. He's got two. He's got basically, a, a you know, four on one side, but then with the brow tine. And then on the, I think it's the right side. Am I right? The right side, he has that double main beam, and then the top of his one beam has like three points like a turkey foot. And I passed him up at 15 yards just because I wanted to shoot that 12-point. But, yeah, that 12-point ended up getting getting whacked by the Amish Amish guy. Uh, I think it was the last week of the season, which is a different, totally different story. But, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much the story about the 12. And, like I said, I'll, I don't know if we'll ever do that again. Uh, hunting one specific deer like um, like that, but definitely probably run cameras next year. It's kind of funny how I'm already thinking about next year, but when we have rifle and late season left, but definitely pick four or five deer out, and if one comes by, like like my friend's dad said, you know, give it a go, especially in PA, and, and we hunt public land now. Well, I've always hunted public land, but you hunt public land now, and um, yeah. definitely looking forward to scouting this winter and stuff, but yeah, man, he was super blessed too. 
uh, be successful and kill that that Holyfield buck. Yeah, was, Sean. Yeah, I Sean. Sean Byam's dad for sure. Yeah, that was a good buck for sure. That split ear he had. He was wide. He was probably eighteen inside. Nice three and a half year old eight for yeah, sure. Gorgeous. He had like a ripped, torn ear, kind of like the, you know, the boxer Holyfield yep. there. Yep. That's where I kind of nicknamed him. And there was a there was two of those bucks just like that in there. That turkey foot buck, the buck I killed, the twelve. There's a couple, you know, up and comer, you know. Well, there was that back. one eight point that was wide. He was probably 18, 19 inches wide as well. Just a typical eight, and it wasn't Holyfield. We thought it was originally, right. but he didn't have that that split ear so there's good genes in that area for sure and i'm looking forward to hunting that again next year but i guess that's something we can transition into i got two more things here in my outline and we can wrap it up i'll probably hit on um a couple of the other guys uh success in the next episode we can do um but we're coming up on an hour here and i definitely want to um close it up here pretty soon um but anyway we can basically talk about i don't know i'm pretty excited to scout some more public land and definitely expand the hunting next year not just hunt one or two properties for a specific deer but you know do do a bunch of hanging hunts next year too but split it up on a bunch of different properties and i think we'd have more success doing that keeping i like that i like that piece that we hunted that game lands where you shot your pope and young across yeah. the street yeah that was a super cool piece we had that yeah we were drawing on the doe and the little yep the little scrub buck and grunting up through there that that was a super cool piece yep bunch of swamp swampy area over there and then i got a bunch of other public pieces that i've hunted over the years that um we can scout and stuff I've hunted during rifle, I guess, this year. Saw a bunch of deer opening day rifle, and that gets so much pressure in there. But I guess the last thing we can talk about before we close it out, well, I guess there's two more things, but, like, what was your pros and cons? Because me and you did hanging hunts. Basically, I would say 90% of the time we did. We had a stationary stand that we only kept in there for, like, a week and a half. We hunted it, like, twice and then I hunted uh, my fr- my friend's dad's property like a few times. They had stationary stands, and I still did a couple hanging hunts on their property too, because that buck was going back and forth between the public, the posted, and then their property. So that's why I did that. But what are your pros and cons? What do you think? And then I can kind of touch on it, and then we can we can close this thing up. So yeah, what are your pros and cons on like on hanging hunts this year? Pretty much our well, first, both our first year doing like full hanging hunts. You know, I would year in years past. I went in with my climber quite a bit, or I would hunt stationary stands. But talk a little bit about that. Well, I started my hanging hunt earlier than you. I mean, I, I hunted Kentucky um, September, early September. So I had, I think, a dozen or more hang and hunts for lack of a better term than you did getting prepped on it so i don't know definitely 
the, the practice of, I mean, you think you can hang a tree stand in your yard quiet and stealthy in the dark, but until you're in the woods with, I didn't practice for all my extra layers of bow season. I didn't practice in knee boot, you know, my rubbers, my lacrosse boots, um, my harness. I didn't practice enough with my, you know, my rope man one, my lineman's belt. I practiced it maybe three or four times. Um, and that, that was an easy learning curve, but the learning curve of setting your sticks at this, the height you need to, um, reading terrain, you know, it, it's easy to get complacent with where you want to go, um, as to what you know, for lack of better terms, it's okay. I've seen deer here twice. Let's just go back here. I'll, we've got a chance to see a deer. I'm not sure if he'll be in this area yet. You know, it, you gotta move, you know, that, that morning we saw that 12 and you said, let's break down before 11 o'clock. Let's, I have this cheap hang on here. Let's move this. You bring your, your XOP in. We'll hang and hunt a hunt or two. And if we're not on them, let's bounce around and move. So we, we did that and it, and it was a, a different kind of beast. You know, you got to break everything down whether it's in the day or, or night, move it. We, I mean, I think Kurt, we moved what 60 or 80 yards to where we saw that maybe hundred yards where we saw that, that 12 with that doe, like, okay, yeah, he's not going to move to the open timber. Let's move up to that thicket, that, kind of that other little draw there where we saw those rubs and where he was chasing or that pushing that doe up through that, that draw there. So you, you just got to be willing to to walk and to put an extra it, it takes you an extra 10 or 15 minutes. If you get proficient with it, it, it doesn't take long. I mean, it, it shouldn't be discouraging or um, what do I want to say? Or scary to get, I mean, I don't have the top of the line stand. I mean, I have a an XOP Vanish Evolution. I mean, it's it's a great stand. It's a great budget stand, and I I'll use it for a couple more years. I I shot two bucks out of it this year. I mean, it, it's been great for me. And you have you had that Lone Wolf, the original Lone Wolf, and then you got that Lone Wolf Custom Gear one, which is another story in itself with with your your debacle with that. Yeah. It, uh, it's really not as bad as I was anticipating. You just got to be willing to, if you want to get on deer, you just got to sweat a little bit, move 60, 80 yards, or whether it's a half mile, 60 yards, 40 yards, 15 feet. It may be 15 feet to make, make a break yet. Yep. Um, that's the beauty that of, that's the beauty of being pocket. mobile, you know? It's, I've never really worried about, thought about my thermals until I started doing, you know, the milkweed stuff and worrying about my, my walk in and out. I mean, we did get lazy a few times, but 95% of the time we were, we were on it and really trying to, yep. to figure out 
you know, pictures and, like you said, documenting on Weather Underground which way the wind was and which way he'd be coming in to be downwind because he was a mature buck and not going to make the same mistake, you know, that a two-and-a-half-year-old would make. So it, I, I think that I learned my flaws in my system. You know, I, my pack is not great. It's just a, you know, a cheap camelback, which was great for Kentucky because it was hotter than heck. But uh, when it comes to, you know, archery season here in PA, there's not a lot of room in your pack to pack in layers, you know, pack in where as little as possible. You may be cold at the car or at the truck. I guarantee you in 15 minutes, you'll be, you'll be warm, ready to go. Slow down your walk, you know, hide your flashlight. Like you said, you know, kind of cup it in your hand. Don't flash it around the woods, you know, between other hunters and deer. I mean, deer pick that out. Use a red light. Um, you, you taught me a few, a few things. Don't, I mean, obviously you can't, I don't know what the laws are for PA with, uh, you know, trimming limbs, but, you know, ironically that my kid, my deer pack is still on that tree that pine tree oh yeah yeah that that gear tie yeah well you can't on public you can't trim in pa um yeah i've hunted public my whole life behind my dad's and then when i came up here after getting out um moving back here to crawford county um yeah you can't do it you're not allowed to, to trim lanes you're not allowed to 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 really do anything unnatural to uh to the area you're hunting basically other than you know mock scrapes and whatnot those are those are legal but um i guess for me um overall i absolutely love doing hanging hunts it's definitely it, it definitely can get um i don't know the word for it um pretty tough after a, bur- a while a bur- kind, of a, kind of a burden yeah. Well, especially when it gets late in the season, like I was doing during the rut and it was, you know, all that stuff I was carrying, the camera gear, the bow, all the extra stuff, probably a good 25 pounds with, you know, with the three sticks and eighters and then, then the, you know, the lone wolf or whatever. Um, I got kind of annoyed there at the end, but I'll tell you what, coming from using a climber and sometimes stationary stands to doing a hanging hunt or having a hanging hunt system it's a world of difference and you can get in any tree you want to and and i guess the one thing that i kind of learned and i'm definitely going to use next year is like and and i don't know we kind of figured that out when we shot your buck is you don't have to be high like i know cuddy dequisto hunts like one stick but we were what 11 feet when we killed your buck 10 feet yeah i i hunted eight feet yeah i hunted so many times more than more than not i hunted basically right around 10 feet 11 12 feet and in a climber i was getting 25 feet and that's gets pretty sketchy after about 15 feet you know not being very fond of heights and getting up 15 20 feet 25 feet sometimes in a climber in a completely straight tree with no branches to you know to make you feel better you can get in any any tree you want to whether it's a hemlock maple which you know is my favorite to get in get in some maples or yeah. a hemlock um 
because of bark or whatnot. But yeah, man, I, I think definitely the pros out, out, outweighed the cons when it comes to doing a hanging hunt. And uh, I guess the, the biggest thing that, that taught us is you definitely, if you're going to spend the money, get some light packable sticks, maybe some aiders, and, uh, you know, maybe don't spend as much money on a stand because an XOP or a, or a regular lone wolf assault is all you need. And then those uh, lone wolf custom gear sticks that I that I have pack so well and um, are so light that uh, I think if you're really wanting to get into the hanging hunt game, spend a little bit more money on some really good sticks, and uh, maybe not as much on a hang you know a hang on. But um, I thought that system we we got down pretty good after the season. So really, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I'll, would... I use my climber once. And that was it. And uh, I'll, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll say I won't ever go back, but I definitely like the hang and hunt system way more than anything else I've used. You know, so. with the, the the timber here and this kind of farm country, PA, he, I was super hesitant when we set up that night to kill my buck. To, yeah, to, like, high enough. They're like, heck yeah, we got great cover. I mean. That's don't all you need. Be, don't be so concerned about height. Yeah. You are hunting the wind in your thermals. Don't worry so much about height, especially um, early season because you got so much great cover. Yeah, we had so um, much cover. And and late season, we hunted that, you know, there during Halloween, and we still had cover. We were basically the same height. And, yep. uh, just I reversed. Mean, just just flipped. basically you flipped. Out, yeah. Where you were at basically flipped and then uh you know we were still only 10 feet maybe or whatever but we still had a bunch of cover with those with all that thicket stuff around us so really that's pretty much what i got from it and i'll tell you what god god definitely taught me patience this year and uh you know he that's pretty much what i've been praying for all, all year was patience and uh definitely got that but didn't get the buck that i wanted but that doesn't mean that i won't get something we still have the, you know quite a bit of the season left it's what december 1st today yep and uh hunted a couple of times during rifle but uh i don't know i definitely learned a lot and i'm looking forward to getting out and scouting that's for sure so but that's pretty much all i had on my outline um, other than, you know, a bunch of the other guys on the team killed some good bucks, which is something we can talk about in the next episode. I might even give Sean O'Hare a call again and uh, talk about his kill. Colin killed a really good buck in Texas. Sean killed a beautiful 10-point up in the Allegheny National Forest, a buck he's been hunting for three years, which was awesome. And then Tim Cornell killed a giant. 160 and 5 eighths uh, on his uh, on his parents piece out there which is a, a stud and he got it all on film and and all those videos other than Collins we still got to get his are on our YouTube channel so if you guys haven't checked out our YouTube channel just go to YouTube and type in Ridge Raised Outdoors and it'll come up give us a subscri uh, subscribe and uh, a bunch of our videos are on there along with Andrew's kill and uh, I did kill a doe uh, I think it was the 
what the second week of November, I killed a doe. Yeah. Yep, uh, right I didn't. We found out that the twelve point got killed. Yeah, actually, I had. That's basically when I killed that that doe was. I was checking the card and I was on my knees checking it. That buck, that twelve point was there the morning before, and then all of a sudden I look up and there's three does coming my way. Um, I didn't get any footage of it, but I did get some footage of me drawing back and making the shot and the after shot and stuff. So I might be able to post that here pretty soon, but I'm, I'm letting Tim's video get a bunch of views right now. Cause he did an awesome job. Probably one of the best videos, if not the best video we've came out with story mode wise. Oh, it was, it was it, incredible. That it was, was awesome. That was thing. And, uh, what a stud of a buck. So, but that, I mean, that's something we can talk about maybe in the next episode. So if that's all you got, Andrew, I'm going to get this thing closed out here and uh, definitely looking forward to uh, scouting here in the in the winter. Got a bunch of snow right now. Can't do it right now. Can't even get out for rifle. We we got stinking foot right now, but I'm definitely looking forward to scouting in the... In the uh, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope everybody had a, a, a wonderful Thanksgiving and has a has a, um, a wonderful Christmas and Heck yeah. enjoy it family and and uh praise god for the blessing of hunting whitetails and uh, meeting new friends and keeping us safe in our travels the roads are pretty crappy so let's right. just hope that uh this coronavirus goes away here soon and we can get back to normalcy and um chasing big deer and get ready to chase turkeys and hunt yeah. sheds yeah, I'm excited for all that and definitely looking forward to showing you the ropes on turkey hunting for sure. So Yeah, yeah, man. Well, cool. Um, we'll close this out then, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. All right, guys. Well, that wraps things up for this episode. I didn't really touch on the verse, so I'll do that right now right before I end this. So, again, it was uh, James 1.3. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And uh, if you guys listened to the whole episode, I kind of talked about hunting one specific buck and how I prayed for patience this year. And uh, I don't know if I really got more patient, um, but I definitely went through trial and uh, I definitely thought I was going to get an opp another opportunity at that buck and that didn't happen. It, Like I said, it was killed by that Amish guy and... Uh, I'm still trying to, to punch a tag on a, on a buck this year. I might go out one more time for rifle. I'm not a big gun hunter, but um, I would like to, to get another kill with a bow this year. So maybe I'll go out late season, but definitely going through um, some trials this year, me and my wife. So that, that kind of ties back into that verse. Um, you know, God, God definitely tests you. He tests your faith. Um, through the trials that you go through, but um, I guess when you go through those trials, you come out more faithful and, uh, and you trust God more for sure. So that's what I've learned through this season that me and my wife have went through. Um, I mean, it's really been a, a hard year for a lot of us. 2020 has been a rough year with everything, COVID and whatnot, but um, definitely got to keep the faith, and that's uh, what we got to remember. So, going to end this episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Check our YouTube out. 
and uh, check us out on social media if you guys haven't yet. So, um, good luck out there and be safe, and may God bless your hunt.